The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Not an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. Hi, this is actor comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID 19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call The X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody, as we roll into the third half of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. Today, we're talking with uh, the candidates that are running for the open seat in the third ward for the Flint City Council in the August 3rd primary. There are uh, three candidates, but one of the candidates actually held the position once before. He joins me now by phone. His name is Kerry Nelson. Hey, Kerry, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Tom. How are you? I'm doing fine. Um, my, my, I, I guess the first question is, you've held that position before, and uh, with all of the, the flack that the city council takes uh, with its public reputation for running long meetings and not getting things done, what makes you want to go back? <laughs> well, well, Tom, it is really because of the love of, uh, of the city of Flint and the love of the third ward. I've been here over 50 years, plus years, and uh, I know that this third ward is a jewel. And I want to be part of the growth and the positive momentum. I know it's there. And so by people asking and and are you considering it, are you thinking about it, yes, it's just a love that I have um, for my city and for my ward. Um, There's great things can happen. Um, Yes, I know there's long meetings now, but Tom, to take care of the business of the city of Flint, it doesn't take 12 hours. When you, when, you, when you spend 12 hours and you still don't accomplish nothing, there has to be teamwork. We have to bring back teamwork and do what's best for the residents of this city. It's not, it shouldn't be about what's best for us, but what's best for the residents of the city of Flint. 
Carrie, can a single council person um, have an impact on uh, uh, the the colleagues on the council and and impact that behavior that that seems so unruly at times? Tom, um, uh, it it can happen if you allow it, and and I say that in the sense of uh, I believe this is my belief that everyone there has a love and a passion. Um, for their ward and their in the city, but it has to come to a point where it's just not focused on me or it's my way or the highway. It's got to be a common ground. It's got to be some common ground. There's got to be some conversations uh, that happens to say, okay, let's move ourselves and what's best for the city. Not about what's uh, if I don't like this person, if I don't like this person, or I don't plan to work with the mayor, or I don't plan to uh, give this council person anything, you have to remove yourself and say, what does Flint need? What does the people that I represent need? And so I think more conversation of positive and of what can I do? We, we got we to gotta come out of this frame that it's me, me, me. It's my way or the highway. That's not the way to get anything accomplished that way. So I think we there's no team effort here. It, it looks like a lot of, uh, of, of, of council people want to go down a different road, and it may not be the road that's best for the city. So you have to focus on that, try to work with them, uh, and let them know it's not about us. It's about what this city needs, what your individual wards need. Are the needs of the people in the third ward uh, different from the needs of people in other wards around the city? Yes, Tom, because of the simple fact the third ward is the largest ward. is made up of more senior citizens and retirement, people that have retired. Um, and that's, that's, that's from day one, when I, when I was in office before. There has always been a, a problem with blight. Uh, abandoned homes. Um, so that takes time. That takes a person who's willing to be behind the steering wheel and drive. And you're gonna have to you're gonna have to focus and stay focused on this blight situation that we've always been a part of, that we we've always had an issue with. Um, but it can be corrected. It can be improved. You have to put the time and the effort in it. So the third ward has always been different from the seventh ward or the sixth ward or the ninth ward. If you look at the readout of abandoned homes uh, in each ward, the third ward always outweighs any other ward. The um, city of Flint, if you look back at its history, there are several times when the city has reinvented itself and become a comeback city. But for the last 30, maybe even 40 or 50 years, Flint just seems to run from, from one bit of hard luck to the next, um, starting with uh, losing jobs and, and municipal revenue from a shrinking tax base to emergency managers to the water crisis to the pandemic. Um, 
what's what's next for Flint? How can Flint become a comeback city again? And will there ever be a time when the city can can manage its its own affairs and services without state and federal assistance? Tom, we can do that. We if if, if you check now, you did state about thirty or forty, fifty years, but Flint has always been a city that we were pulled together. Look at the water crisis. Look at the pandemic. Um, we 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 stick together. We 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 stood by each other. We helped one another. But what we have to do is realize that Buick is not here anymore, as they once was. Um, but to attract businesses, you have to have a clean city. So we got to focus on cleaning up the blight in the city. If we don't clean up the blight, there's no economic development that really can take place. Because companies that come into your city, one of the first things they look at is blight and crime. And so we have to address those issues and hit them hard with all the resources we can. And I believe, I just believe Flint will come back. I have the faith uh, in the city, in, in the third ward. I believe we can come back. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some people really uh, sticking together, working together, not going separate ways. Does not mean that we have to agree everything what the mayor says, but it ought to be a common denominator. <laughs> we ought to be there working together, not fighting each other. Would the city of Flint be more attractive to uh, potential businesses and job creators if we had a helicopter? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with you a little I, bit, Carrie. I, 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 I knew that. For, forgive knew you forgive that. me. But, you know, I looked at that. Um, I, I, I do want to... Police department to have all the tools that are necessary that they need. Now I would have to really look into that. The helicopter, uh, I know it's a test. Uh, I guess for three months, and they're right. looking at. But if it's a tool to improve or somewhat deter the crime, um, I want every tool available for our uh, police department. I do, but then we have to look at how this will be funded, how it will be paid for, because you have just mentioned our shrinking tax base. So we have to be very careful and make sure we do things when we do something. It's the best and the, the wisest thing that will help the city. Is campaigning a little different in the wake of the uh, pandemic, Carrie? You you ran for that seat, and you know you've you've been there before. But times are a little different now. Times are, are, are real different now. We're we're still in the midst of a pandemic. Where yes, we're coming out of it. But it used to be a time before this pandemic hit. You can really knock on doors. You can really have uh, real depth conversations. Um, with the citizens of the, of your ward, and you can talk to them uh, indoors or, or outdoors. You can hold la large gatherings indoors. That that has changed. I have done uh, in the past couple of weeks um, 
we've had uh, black club meetings, but they've been, they've been in different parks. We go to the park and we have our meetings. It's outdoor, but we still wear our masks, even though I'm fully vaccinated. Um, it, it's, it's a different ball game now than what it used to be. Uh, you have to do more calling. Uh, you, do I miss the old way? Yes. But we have to adjust to the times in which we're living in now. So how, how, do you, um, how, do you, how do you campaign? Do you do more direct mail? Do you do stuff online? We, we, you we, can't knock on doors. We're doing more phone calls. There's Facebook. That's, that's, a, that's a big part of it now. Facebook is a, is, is a major part of it. Uh, now, everybody doesn't use Facebook, but you do send literature. You, you do make your phone calls, and you do still continue to do outdoor events. So that's why we, we're directed to black clubs and gathering in the park uh, and, and having our meetings uh, that way. It's more safe um, for everyone. So we just have to adapt that this is the way we're going to have to campaign at this junction. You what can still get your message across. It's just a different way of getting it across. I mentioned parenthetically the, the Flint water crisis, but mm -hmm. now that we're getting very close to the end of the, the repairs on those service lines, mm -hmm. now we're seeing problems with the water mains themselves, with big breaks and, and sinkholes. Uh, one most fairly recently on uh, Court Maxine. There, there are some in other parts of the city as well. Um, what's it, what's it going to take to to get the the water system, um, you know, fully secure? Tom, I've I've said it for uh, for quite a while now. Even when I was in office before, we have to do infrastructure. We need all new pipes across this city. That's why I'm hoping that the federal government and President Biden and their administration can get an infrastructure deal and get it, and get it signed. We need a, a whole new infrastructure makeover. That's why we're having so many pipes. There was, a, there was a big break there on Pasadena and Saginaw Street the other morning. And, and, and they are happening all over the city. It's because of old pipes throughout the city. Right. We need to do a makeover on some major piping, uh, major pipes that run through this city. Uh, they need to be redone. They're old. And they're, they're not, they're, they, they're, they've gone as far as they can go. And we're seeing the, we're seeing the witnesses of you, mix, you mentioned Court and Max, I mentioned Pasadena, and, and there's others. Oh, exactly. It's, it, it's it, not it, just in one part town. of town. Yes. It's, it's throughout so, the system. It's Carrie, throughout. Carrie I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, I, I need to put, pause here for a break. Can you stick okay. around for a few minutes? Because I want to make I sure. sure we, I want to make sure, Carrie, that we get a chance to talk trash. Okay. <laughs> 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 my, my guest is Kerry uh, Nelson. He's a uh, former uh, city council representative from the 3rd District who is running again 
for that seat after having a little time off. And uh, we're going to continue my conversation with Carrie after we let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at Tom Sumner Program, we have some messages Hello, as well. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Lions. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom. This is my favorite interview always. You, you, <laughs> it's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed! It's a robocall! Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, File a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. 
Well, at least they call. No, I get it, you're busy. But you know, Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We uh, continue with the Tom Sumner Program today, looking at the candidates in the third ward for the Flint City Council, that primary election coming up August 3rd, and <coughs> the third ward is an open seat. And uh, we're talking with uh, Carrie Nelson, who held that seat once before. Carrie, welcome back, and thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. That's okay, Tom. Thank you. Um, Carrie, I mentioned before we went to break we were going to talk trash this segment, and, I'm, <laughs> and I don't mean we're going to talk trash about other candidates or the council or the mayor right. or any of that. We're going to talk actual trash pickup. Um, okay. Just recently, the city council, uh, the uh, contract with uh, Republic expired. They they weren't able to negotiate <coughs> a new one in time for the deadline. They ended up... Uh, putting together a 90-day uh, uh, contract for trash pickup, and, and it looks now like Republican or Republic might not even want the gig. And some candidates for council this time around are saying, are, are hoping that, that some way, someday, we could maybe uh, bring trash pickup back in-house. Do you think it should continue to be outsourced, um, short-term, long-term, and, and who do you think should be collecting the trash? Well, Tom, you know, I, I, I believe one day, now, when that day comes, I can't predict a time frame, but it would be nice for it to be back in-house. But we have to make sure some things happen, which is blight has to be removed. We want a clean city. Um, there must be um, public safety. Crime must be um, a hope uh, has to a curve has to happen in crime downward, and then we have to have economic development coming to our city to grow our tax base. So once those things happen, I do believe that we could bring it back in house. You have to look at the cost of it all, even to hold it in house. What would it cost? So. Now you now we have a 90-day contract with Republic. It does not look like they're going to submit any bid to do it any further. I would just hope that this council looks at every uh, bid that they have and make sure that the city, uh, the residents of the city of Flint is taken care of, and such as that garbage is picked up, compost is done, um, then I want them to make sure that whoever they choose, this is a union city. So I would hope that whatever company they choose, it would be a union company. Um, first of all, the residents are taken care of. Second of all, that is a union company. We're a union city. So I'm, I'm, when, I, when we were reviewing contracts for Republic and Rizzo the last time, that was one of my biggest beefs that Rizzo was not a, a union company. Nothing personal against them. That's, that's, I'm, I was brought up that way. My father worked at local 
uh, for Buick and Local 599. Uh, he was strong in the union. Uh, my brother, Ed Nelson, who passed away last year, was strong at Hurley in, in, in Local 1603. Uh, so union is in my family, and union is in this city. So first of all, take care of the residents of the city of Flint. Make sure they get the services that they need, and then make sure we have a company that is union. And, and whoever that company is, I'm still looking and reviewing. I saw a couple of companies that they said that had put a bid in. So we just have to do our homework. And I'm, I would pray that this council would do their homework and make sure that we get a company that, first of all, is going to look out for the residents of this city, and especially the third ward. Carrie, you were on the council at a time that was very difficult to be an elected official, whether you were the mayor or the council or people working in uh, various agencies because we were under the thumb of emergency managers. Correct. And there was a lot said about those, those roles being sort of hand-tied and, and not able to, to function. Are there things that you would have liked to have been able to do then that you feel like you could do now as a council person now that, that we're past the emergency manager situation? Yeah, then at that junction, when we had uh, the emergency managers and our tab and all of that in the city, the council uh, and the mayor really had no authority. You know, we could we could vote on stuff as a council, and then it still would have to go before the R tab for final approval. So you really could not, in a sense, represent the people who elected you, because your hands were tied. As this is, I feel is good for the city or my ward, but I can't say for sure until it, the R tab say okay and sign off on it. Now that that is past us, it should be an open door communication between the council and the mayor's office where they can work together and now you can get things that you have to put on hold or wait till the RTAB come in the city to give the final approval. Or you could state your case why you feel that uh, you wanted to do this or this resolution was approved, but it doesn't mean that the RTAB was going to say okay. And so they're gone now. So there really should be an open communication that you really can serve the people that elected you to serve. There's nothing stopping you now. If you and the mayor can meet together, come to some common ground, does not mean that you're going to agree on everything, but it's all about putting the people first. So since those handcuffs are gone, it should be easier. Because I was there when the handcuffs were on. And, and, and that's heartbreaking to, to say that you really don't have authority until I say okay. And, and our governor, uh, uh, Mr. Snyder, put us in that position. But when he started loosening up the powers, he gave the mayor her power back, and then the council wrote a letter stating that we're equal branch of government. So if you were renewing some powers to the mayor, you should renew some powers to the council. And eventually, we got our powers back. So they're in a much better um, situation now than we were in then. 
What do you think of Chevy Commons becoming a state park? Well, I, I, I tell you, I, I, I really look at it, and I think it's a positive, anything positive for this city, um, I'm with it. I mean, we need positive things going on in this city, and I think that would be a plus. Now, as the flip side of that, there's some positive things that I want to see happen in the third ward. Also, and so there's a lot that I would like to see uh, growth that take place in the third ward. Also, what so, what what would those things look like? As as they as they put that much money into, and I think it was some twenty six million dollars. Uh, all I'm saying, the parks that we have now in the third ward, I think they need to be maintained uh, and maintained better than what they're being maintained now. A lot of volunteers take care of the local parts in the city now. That's all people who volunteer and want to see their neighborhood better. I think there's some grants should be given. There's some uh, doors that should be open to beautify the north side of town also. And uh, just don't forget about us and say, oh, we don't, they're on the north side. They, we want things too. We want to beautify our neighborhood too. We're not just all about blight and crime we want good, positive things for our seniors and our youth. Uh, that's why uh, I love uh, Burston so, because uh, there's a lot of positive things going on. Over the 4th of July weekend, Tom, there was three beautiful days of activities, rides for the kids, which I sponsored and, and, and helped you know, the kids ride on the rides free. Uh, it was a beautiful thing to see, and there was no fights. No disturbance. It was very, very beautiful. And that's the city coming together doing wonderful things. So, yes, focus money on other channels of the city. I don't have anything against the park, but I do want to see the north side receive funding and make sure we're beautified on this side of town also. Yeah, it seems like an awful lot of whatever little economic development is is done or is available seems to be focused on the center city while neighborhoods in the third ward and other wards um are are just left to fend for themselves and, and more more than more than more time than once or twice you see that happening and it's got to we got to speak up about it and there's a way we can do it uh and and, and do it professionally and, and, and state your claim of what you want. And I, there's more to this ward, which is the largest ward in the city. We have a lot of opportunities here. You know, we have a major company that we played a part, that I played a part last time I was in a leader. That's a positive thing. That's people working uh, in the city. And so that's a, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. And so if we have more of those type situations, on the north side of town, that's a that's a plus, and that's what I'm going to aim at and working with the administration with, and, and our partners in the state and our fellow. We need to focus more of positive activities going on in the north side of town in the third ward. And and what do you need to do that? Is is it all about dollars or is is 
coordination of of efforts or channeling things that are that are happening to the neighborhoods it's a combination tom because the people uh, of the city of flint and the third ward we want nice things also um they have shown that because a lot of times i mentioned before a lot of people volunteer to clean up to clean up their parks to clean up their neighborhoods um some people still volunteer to give out bottled water to hand out food in, in their in their neighborhood so it, it it takes the the citizens it takes the government uh to come together and work together and be on the same page to do the improvements that are needed one can't be going one way and the other going the other way we there need to be some in-depth conversations about what works for different areas because what works for the third ward may not work for the fifth ward you see what i'm saying yeah so we need to sit down and find out what each individual individual ward needs and and and, and work together as a partner with the administration the state because we have uh, mr kildee is very visible in our area he has a listening ear he has to play a part of it too and i'm not saying that he hasn't but he needs to be at the table does the city's master plan account for things that need to be done in all of the wards around the city um or, or are there priorities built right into it you know tom the master plan is there's there's it needs i'm and i'm just going to be very honest with you it needs to be improved because there's it it, it to me it kind of includes some areas uh and then uh, exclude other areas so some areas get more visibility more uh, uh activities going on or could go on um in their in their wards than others and so i think we need to do some changing uh on that master plan uh, yeah, because the changes seems, improvements. Yeah, Not it, to say all of it's bad, but there needs to be some improvement. No, will allow in certain wards, especially the third ward, that we can see uh, more visibility of housing, new homes, and uh, new businesses. And and uh, I think the door is still open of opportunities out there. So I'm not counting it out. I think we just need to come together and 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 uh, work on doing some improvement on it. Yeah, it just seems like I I hear officials talking about you know we've got this master plan and we're working the plan and things are getting better. I see things happening on the the Kettering campus and and downtown, but I I just I I keep waiting to see evidence that that the plan is being worked and that it's having an impact on neighborhoods around the rest of the city and it it just seems to just lay there waiting and, and that's and that's the, that's the thing tom uh, we have to come together uh, and again i talk about we come together we being a team you you can't move the city forward with arguing 
and fussing and fighting, that gets the city nowhere. Um, we need to come together and be team players and, and, and do what's best for this city. And there needs to be some changes uh, in that master plan because, like you said, Kettering and other places and, and the surrounding areas get a window of opportunities. They have a they have a great big window they can go through. But if you come to, especially like in the third ward and the fourth ward, the window narrows. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so, that's my that's my point, Kerry. Yeah, is yeah. That and the windows narrow, so there needs to be work done on that. There needs to be changes. I understand the argument that you work from the from the middle out. You know, you get mm -hmm. the center city cleaned up and functioning and and looking better and then you move out into the neighborhoods but i keep waiting to see that move out into the neighborhoods and and i just don't see the the kinds of projects and development that it's going to take to make businesses want to locate in different parts of the city and put people to work well i i'm i'm, I'm believing until we sit down and change that it has to be changed you're not going to see that until uh, we insert an extra piece in there or take out. Uh, there has to be some changes. And until some changes are made to make it fair across the board that the playing field is level, you won't see that. You'll see a fast start in some areas and a slow start in others. And, and that's exactly what you're seeing is the inner city it is being beautified and, and really looking good. And then when it twinkles out into our communities, we're left out. And so it has to be changed. It, it needs to be changed. And until it's changed, then you're going to have that scenario every time. You've mentioned blight several times, Carrie, and other candidates have talked about blight, especially in the third ward. And uh, at least one candidate uh, suggested that the land bank is uh, um, is responsible for some of that blight by not taking care of properties that that it now owns. Um, what is the relationship like between the land bank and the city of Flint, and and between the county and the city in in terms of of trying to coordinate? efforts where the authorities overlap? Well, uh, Tom, we know that right now the land bank owns the large, vast of properties, vacant properties in, uh, in this city. We know that. Um, we know right now land bank is saying um, that the, the money uh, is a problem, the shortage of money. Um, uh, tearing down homes average about anywhere from uh, Ten to fifteen thousand dollars to tear a home down. So they have a breakdown that shows you what they propose. Uh, and if they put a million dollars into it, they say it's gone before six months of the year it's gone. So I've had conversations with um, uh, Mr. Uh, Nolan, uh, BB Nolan, and uh, they're going through the same issues of getting the funding needed. Um, there's people uh, uh, right now that I've talked to on the, uh, in the third ward that in their neighborhood, um, they would come, land bank would come and mow just so far in into a property, and that's it. 
they take off. So these people in this war have decided we don't want this. We want this grass cut. And so they're paying people out of their own pockets to cut the grass. That makes no sense. They're taxpayers. That makes no sense. So there has to be funding between not only the county, but the city also uh, to come to agreement that we have to fully cut these lots at least once. Now, Tom, let me tell you what I suggested when I was in office last time. Every time you tear down a home, what happens? They go out and sprinkle grass seeds. Why? Because in a year or two time, you're going to have a field of weed that needs to be cut. There's a substance that they use in Grand Rapids every time they tear down a home that it won't, it, it, it won't grow. It's no kind of grass seed or anything. It's something that they lay down there that makes it look nice, uh, and, and they move on. And I asked about that for Fred. Went nowhere. I tried to see what would the cost be. Because every time you tear down a hometown, you plant grass seeds there, you got another lot in, in one to two years that needs to be cut that's not really going to be cut and may not get cut at all because they, they run out of funding. So the partnerships across the board has to happen because the people of this city are not getting the services that they need. It's just not happening. That sounds like a, an idea worth revisiting, I think, Carrie. But uh, we're going to have to wrap things up here in about a minute or two. And I always want to give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and your campaign and, you know, get involved, keep track of what's going on. Um, Carrie, do you have a website or, or some some way that people can get a hold of you? And, and, uh, sure. Sure. Right. I, uh, my, my telephone number is 810-336-8916. And the website, uh, or my email that they can go to to email me uh, is in, in like in Nelson, Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y, 92 at gmail.com. Well, Carrie, it was great talking with you again, and I appreciate you uh, spending Thank this you, time Tom. with me and the listeners today. Um, keep up the good work, my friend. Thank you. Take care of yourself, Tom. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. That was uh, Carrie Nelson. He served as uh, the city council person in the Third War, and he's had some time off. He's running again. He's one of uh, three candidates running for the Third Ward seat. That uh, primary is being held August 3rd, and uh, we here on the Tom Sumner program are um, getting together with all of the candidates in all of the wards. We had second ward yesterday. We skipped first ward because it won't be on the ballot in August. It will in November, uh, as is the case for the uh, fifth and uh, ninth wards as well. But uh, we had the, the candidates from the second ward yesterday. And the third ward today, we had all three candidates, uh, Carrie Nelson, who we just heard from in the second hour, Quincy Murphy, and uh, we started off this morning with A.C. Dumas. Those are the three candidates running in the third ward. Monday, we move on to the fourth ward, 
And we'll talk with incumbent Kate Fields and her two challengers, uh, Judy Priestley and Michael Doan. That's coming up Monday on the show. Now, we're going to take a short break, let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. They are uh, WKOV, our voices radio, 92.1 LPFM in Flint. If you're streaming us, we have some messages as well. (laughs) This is the Unknown Comic, and guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now, and now, and now too, and even now. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County. Where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods. And in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. 
Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. All oh, the Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, Bob Newhart. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, many of you may have read The Hidden Persuaders. It's about advertising. And one of the points the book made was that the real danger of the public relations man or the advertising man was that they were creating images. And they felt that in the presidential campaigns, the candidates were really getting closer and closer together. There was no real difference between them. And you were really voting for the man. And this got me to thinking, supposing this science were as far advanced during the Civil War as it is today, and there was no Lincoln. Now, the advertising people realizing this would have had to create a Lincoln. And I think they would have gone about it something like this. This is a telephone conversation between Abe and his press agent just before Gettysburg. Uh, hi, Abe, sweetheart, how are you, Jay? <laughs> uh, How's Gettysburg? Sort of a drag, huh? <laughs> Well, Abe, you know them small Pennsylvania towns. <laughs> you seen one, you seen them all. <laughs> right. Uh, listen, Abe, I got to know it. What, what, what's the problem? You're, you're, you're thinking of shaving it off. Uh, Abe, uh, don't you see that's part of the image? Right, with the, with the shawl and the stovepipe at the string tie. You, you don't have the shawl. Uh, where's the shawl, Abe? You left it in Washington. What are you wearing, Abe? A sort of cardigan? Abe, uh, don't you see that doesn't fit with, with the, with the uh, string tie and the beard? Abe, would you, would you leave the beard on and get the shawl, huh? All right, what, now what's this about Grant? You're getting a lot of complaints on Grant's drinking, huh? Uh, Abe... To be perfectly honest with you, uh, I don't see the problem. I mean, you, you knew he was a lush when you pointed him, you see him? <laughs> yeah, you're gag writers. Yeah, you're gag writers here. You, you want to come back with something funny, huh? 
maybe an anecdote about a town drunk. Well, I can't promise anything, Abe. I, I, I'll get him working on it. Right, Abe, you got the speech. Abe, you haven't changed the speech, have you? Uh, Abe, what do you change the speeches for? <laughs> a couple minor changes, I'll, I'll, I'll bet. All right, all right, all right, what are they? You what? You, you typed it. <laughs> Abe, uh, how many times have we told you on the backs of envelopes? <laughs> I, I understand it's harder to read that way, Abe, but it, it looks like you wrote it on the train coming down. Or something like that. <laughs> Abe, could you do this? Could you memorize it and then put it on the backs of the envelopes? <laughs> We're getting a lot of play in the press on that. How are the envelopes holding up? <laughs> Stand another box. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll All right. What, what else, Abe? You change you change four score and seven to to eighty-seven. I understand you're not the same thing, Abe. Well, Abe, that's meant to be a grabber. Uh, Abe, uh, we test marketed that in Erie, and they went out of their minds. Well, Abe, it's sort of it's sort of like Mark Anthony saying, uh, uh, "Friends, Romans, countrymen, I've got something I want to tell you." You see, you see what I mean, Abe? Abe? Uh, uh, what, what, what else? People will little note nor long remember. Abe, what could possibly be wrong with that? They'll remember it. Abe, they'll remember it. It's the old humble bit. You can't say it's a great speech. I think everybody's going to remember it, Abe. But you come off a braggart, don't you see that? Hey, Abe, do the speech the way Charlie wrote it, would you? The inaugural address swung, didn't it? All right, anything else? You talk to some newspaper men. Uh, Abe, I wish you wouldn't talk to newspaper men. Well, you always put your foot in. No, that's just what I mean, Abe. No, 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 no. You're a rail splitter, then an attorney. Hey, Abe, it, do it doesn't make any sense that way. I mean, you wouldn't give up your law practice to become a rail splitter, don't you? W would you read the biog, Abe? You'll save a lot of trouble on this end. Uh, uh, Abe, Abe, listen, before I forget, um, um, the manufacturer is, is coming out with the Abe Lincoln t-shirt uh, on Tuesday. Uh, could you work that into the address somewhere, Abe? Uh, play it by ear, wh wh whatever you can do. Uh, Abe, you, have you got a pencil and paper there? Will you take this down? You can fool all of the people some of the time and some of the people all of the time. But you can't fool all the people all the time. Well, you keep doing it differently. <laughs> but the last quote I got was, you can fool all the people all the time. And you... Abe, Abe, hold on, hold on. Uh, they come up with a thing on Grant. Oh, right, right. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, all beautiful. Abe, listen to this. this. They got a beautiful squelch on Grant. Right. The next time they bug you about Grant's drinking, but you tell them you're going to find out what brandy drinks and send a case of it to all your other generals. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's, it's uh, like, like the brand uh, was the reason he won. 
No, 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 Abe. Uh, uh, Abe, uh, use it, it's funny. But, uh, trust me, Mr. Uh, Saturday night? Oh, Abe, I'm sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in New York Saturday night. Uh, a bridge party at the White House? Oh, Abe, I'd, I'd love to make it. Uh, how about Seward, you try him? He, he'll be out of town too, huh? Oh, that's that's a, you, you you and you and uh, what's your name? Be home alone, Mary. Be home alone. Huh? Uh, listen, Abe, uh, why don't you take in a play? I'll, I'll be talking to you. Go this was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. That wraps up today's edition of the Tom Sumner program. And uh, yesterday and today we focused on uh, the first two of uh, the Flint City Council wards that will be present on the ballot August 3rd for the primary, Ward 2. Ward 1 um, is not being included on the uh, primary. Uh, Actually, Wards 1, 5, and 9 because they don't have more than two candidates. And uh, the primary is designed to take the top two candidates out of three or more and move them into the general election in November. There are three or more in all of the other six wards. We had uh, all of the candidates uh, yesterday from the second ward. And today, wrapping up the week with the third ward, next week, we'll have the other four wards on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Of course, we won't be doing... uh, candidates on Wednesday. That's Armchair Politics Day. But uh, coming up Monday, we will uh, pick it back up with Ward 4, and we'll have incumbent Kate Fields and challengers Judy Priestley and Michael Doan will be on the show Monday. Then uh, Tuesday, we move on to Ward 6. That's another open seat, as the third ward was today. And so we'll have uh, all four candidates for the uh, sixth ward on Tuesday. Then Thursday and Friday next week, we'll wrap up with wards seven and eight. So thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great weekend. I'll be back Monday morning at nine with more candidates for Flint City Council. And uh, that's Smoking George Winters tickling the ivories. Let me know it's time to head on down the hall to the living room for the weekend. Good night, everybody. Sumner program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show 
and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner program. And thanks for listening.